Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. everybody to the flagship podcast interview so excited to bring on my man super dj the all-time leading tackler of the kansas city chiefs bronco nagurski award winner buckus award winner at the university of texas the one and only Derek johnson hey appreciate it chill thanks man thanks for the introduction i mean i'm i'm sitting here looking at your records at the university of texas um, and of course you have, you still have the season record for forced fumbles. Do you remember how many you had in that season in 2004? I had nine or 10, maybe 10, nine, nine. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. You, for your career, you had 11 forced fumbles. <laughs> so what was going on? What triggered that crazy? I mean, I, I still remember the punch that you used to, force probably most of those fumbles but where did that come from dj because that was crazy nine absolutely um i well i've been blessed and fortunate enough to um um have a great freshman year and sophomore and see and and junior year and i got to my senior year like man i I, there's something else i can do there's something more i can do i can be more of an impact to the team and help the team win and I tell you what, uh, um, it, whenever you want to do something great, you got to be intentional about it. So when I was when I was in practice, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting to the ball all the time. They can't stop me. I'm sideline to sideline. And I'm like, let me do something extra. Let me rip it out. And I did it a couple of times in practice. I'm like, this, this, this works. So I kept doing it. And every day that was a thing. Like, all right, just try it, try it, get it out. You know, of course, you need to secure the tackle first, then knock it out. But um, I did it. I did it in the first. I think uh, North Texas. Somebody we played the first game, and I'll tell you what, man. It, it after that, I'm like, oh, uh, when you get some confidence behind what you're doing, it's it just, it's just, it's just, it just, it, you succeed. Yeah, I mean, nine forced fumbles, and you, uh, you know, the punch. Like, did you? Do you have a nickname for that move? You know what? I, I do not have a nickname. I should have. I should have patented that. You know. Now I mean, that we have, we probably talk about this later. But the NIL deals and stuff. Now I could. I could. I could have made some money off that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean it, that. Uh, that was trademark. But you had the speed. You had the speed. You know to be able to come up behind someone, put your left arm around them to kind of get the tackle started, and then punch. I mean, not many guys had your speed, DJ. Yeah, well, well, that's that's the key, right? I mean, we we talk about the punch and you know, uh, getting nine in one uh, in one season, but at the end of the day, um, you have to you, ha- you actually have to get there with a lot of speed. You have to get yourself in a, in a position for that, which is hard to do to secure the tackle and knock out the ball. And uh, um, I was very fortunate to do that. All right, so your top three all time at Texas in tackles, 
Do you remember how many tackles you had? Tackles? Um, for, for probably three, boom, boom, probably four something, 450. Yeah. 458. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I still still remember. <laughs> yeah, number three behind uh, Britt Hager. Yep. Uh, crazy yep. Britt Hager. And, and, um, and you know my 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 best stat that I like uh, um, 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 at Texas is my tackles, my TFLs. That that's that's kind of uh, being a um, a, uh, a inside backer. You don't get a bunch of opportunities for uh, uh, but not behind the line uh, tackles, tackles for loss. Usually those are the outside linebackers or guys that's on the line because they're right there. But I, I really take a lot of pride in, I think I got like 60, 65 or something yep. uh, um, uh, tackles for loss uh, in my four years. And uh, I'm, I'm always, I brag on that. I pat myself on the back for that one. I was just about to ask you about that because that is, you have the career record for tackles for loss. And that, that does, I mean, that showed you had interceptions. I mean, you, it was crazy how versatile you were at, you know, getting, making plays behind the line, dropping into coverage, making plays. Uh, so it's no surprise that you went on to become the all-time leading uh, tackler of the Chiefs. And I want to I'll, – I'll talk to you about that a little bit, um, you know, because you and Jamal Charles have this crazy uh, thing going. But I do want to ask you about – well, you know what? I'll ask you about the, the Jamal Charles stuff right now since we're on that mm-hmm. mode. So you go to the Chiefs. And you play there, you know, have this incredible career. And then Jamal Charles comes. He becomes the all-time leading rusher for the Chiefs. You're the all-time leading tackler for the Chiefs. But you all did not overlap at Texas. You you graduated in 04. He arrived in 05. So did you all how well did you all know each other, you know, before he got to Kansas City? You know what? Um, not, not, not much, not much, just because we missed each other. You yeah. know, obviously I knew exactly who he was. I was a fan of, of his running style and just, you know, how he keeps his shoulders square and his, and his hips are moving. And it's kind of like, man, who is this, this track guy? Cause usually, you know, um, you know, um, track guys usually don't always pan out or go far, um, when it comes to football, just because it's just, it's just a little different. And but he panned out. I tell you what, man, uh, uh, you talk about a heck of a player. When we got him, I'm like, man, we got us a, a longhorn and, and he's going to be here for a while. And uh, you can you can whenever you talk to uh, Jamal, JC, you can always ask him when we're in training camp. I'm the first person in line when it comes to going against the running backs. And I don't go against anybody but the best. And uh, when 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 Jamal's out there. We're going to go at it. Either it's a um, pass rush, uh, which, you know, he, he he hates that part, but I got to give him some of, you know, give oh, him yeah. the moves and, and be violent with him. But it, but then he gets his chance to, to shine when it comes to uh, um, uh, route running. And uh, we, we've won our fair share. So it's, it's one of those things where uh, I tell people all the time, man, if you want to get better, you got to go against the best. And Jamal was clearly the best. Well, it's crazy to me that he sets the uh... – the Chiefs single game rushing record, 259 yards rushing. The same game <laughs> that some people say was your best game mm-hmm. as a Chief, where you returned two interceptions for over 100 yards of interception <laughs> return yardage for touchdowns. 
six tackles, pass breakups. Um, you all beat the Broncos in 2010, 44 to 24. What do you remember about that game, DJ? You know what? I th That season, actually, I remember that I got benched that year. You know, that was the year Todd Haley benched me. That was the first time I, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I still I still look up in there like, really? Uh, but it happened. Uh, um, I, um, I, I got through, I fought through adversity, which helped me to get better, actually. Uh, um, but that was my last game of that season that I didn't start. Um, I played a lot that game because I was on, I was a nickel backer at that time, and I tell you what, man, I just I just cleared my mind and said, hey, let's 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 go and just just be an impact player. Though, uh, and always kept my confidence throughout the whole year, and that 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 game kind of set me up, segued me to to doing great things and uh, to see two Longhorns out there killing it. I mean, I remember Jamal. I mean, I surprised he didn't pull a hamstring because he was running. I mean, they couldn't stop him. He was just running up and down the field, and uh, in, in, and, and myself too. I made a bunch of plays that game, and uh, it kind of led led to a bunch of things after that when it comes to Pro Bowls and All Pro season. So uh, that is pr pretty special. That that game was okay. So Todd Haley, who everywhere he goes, people have like <laughs> something to say about Todd Haley. Yeah. Um, but what on earth was his explanation to you for sitting here? Well, yeah, yeah, that 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 was the um, the frustrating thing uh, about the media. They kept asking, like, "Hey, like, what? You know, we, we we wasn't that good that year." So they were like, "Why?" You know, that was his first year too, because he was shaking up a lot of things, and they kept asking, like, "Like, DJ's on the sideline, like he's he's one of your better players. Like, why are you not playing him?" And he just like this, this is this is what we decided. You know, he kind of he kind of was really hard and kind of stuck on like, "Hey." This is how it is, and and never had a chance to uh, mature uh, uh, for me to actually um, uh, beat out the guy during that whole season. So what happened was after after everybody's asking, man, what's up with DJ? Well, you know why you not playing no more? And uh, um, it, we went to 2011 training camp, and he said, all right, this is open competition. You know, whoever wins it, it is what it is. I tell you what, man. I, I I literally won every single day, and it, it actually helped me. Uh, not that what he did was right, but when you find yourself in adversity, you find yourself behind an eight ball. It kind of tests and see what you're really made of. And uh, I, I was made of something special, and uh, um, it, it showed. And after that, man, the, they they actually paid me <laughs> eight games until 2011 season. He actually paid me a big contract. So I mean, that that tells you. That uh, uh, that he was high on me. He just he just for some reason uh, um, he just wanted to shake some things up and uh, and I, I'm I'm still scratching my head like, dude, come on, I can I can I can help, but uh, it turned out right. That was your first Pro Bowl season, right? Exactly. Yep. 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 And then you went to four. Yes, absolutely. I mean, so, and what what do you think it was? Was it that? Was it you found another gear? I mean. Derek Johnson found another gear. Absolutely. Seven years into your pro career. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, which is pretty special. I always tell people it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And um, um, I, I was a big, uh, not that I wasn't, I was uh, underachieving. I was a bust before Todd Haney got there my fifth year. But I, I was one of those players, 
I would say more of a yo-yo, meaning like, man, you'll have some great games where you say, man, that's a Pro Bowl type of player. And then some games you'll say, man, he didn't, he didn't do much. You know, he was just just out there. He didn't, he didn't make any kind of impact. And um, I struggled through some um, some injuries when Todd Hitty first got there. So that kind of sparked the, all right, let's try somebody else. And, and he kind of went with that whole thing. And that, that, that wasn't right at that time. But honestly, it was a blessing for me because it kind of showed me like, okay, if this, this is your adversity, this is your time to, to really hone in and, 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 you know, show your worth. And I, sh I showed my worth and, uh, and it, it helped me to be more consistent. It helped me to be a, a easily motivated player. So, uh, because after that, when I got the money and all that stuff, uh, uh, got my contracts and stuff, I was always, always had that chip on my shoulder. Like, Hey, this this will never happen again. I don't I don't you know I'm a I'm a always be a consistent player and so it it, it actually turned out um, really good for me. That's uh that's a fascinating story. Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick break here on the flagship podcast interview with Derek Johnson. We got a lot to get to. We'll get his thoughts on the Longhorns, maybe uh what he sees in the linebacking crew because you know guys watch their position when they watch so. Uh, we'll be right back with Derek Johnson. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. DJ, before we leave the Jamal Charles subject, um, you know, what can you tell us about? He's got some kinfolk um, at La Tech, my man, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., power forward. At uh, La Tech, he's in the transfer portal, and you know, any any indications he might end up at uh, Texas? Man, I'll tell you what, I would love that. I've actually met him like twice, <laughs> and I tell you, he's a huge human being. I mean, he's really big guy. And first time I met him uh, when he was with Jamal, I'm like, oh, this is this must be a big, you know, football recruit. You know, he's going, you know, he's one of Jamal's. Uh, um, family members, he's going to Texas or whatever. You know, he plays football, offensive line maybe, uh, or a defensive tackle. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, he's like 278. Uh, he's like yeah, seven, yeah. 278. Oh, my goodness. He's he's probably 300 pounds. I mean, he's – but he looks good, though. He he looks good. He's 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 fit. And, um, and you talk about an athletic big man. I mean, and I tell – and when I saw him a couple of times – First thing he started laughing because I'm like, man, you should you should play football, man. <laughs> he should, <laughs> but because uh, uh, he would have made a lot of money. But 
uh, you know, nobody's no nobody's hitting on him or anything. So his head his head would be straight uh, in basketball. But I tell you what, man, you talk about an athlete, uh, man. Uh, it's it's crazy to see Jamal around him. Jamal looks so little, and I'm like, this this is pretty. It'll, it'll be pretty cool if he can if he can end up at Texas. So, yeah, that's a name for folks to keep an eye on is Chris Beard. He works his magic in the portal. We know that. Yes. Um, okay. So do you and Jamal now sit around and like on your porch and just reminisce about all these incredible moments you all had together in Kansas city? You know, believe it or not, we do. We do. <laughs> we, oh. You know what? Uh, uh, for him being here with his family and me here uh, with my family in Austin, being a longhorn, we bleed burnt orange, and uh, to have uh, such incredible time in Kansas City. Uh, I played, I played nine years with him, maybe. Uh, but uh, I was in Kansas City for thirteen years, and uh, Jamal was a freak of nature. Uh, and I, and I always give him his flowers. He's always giving me my flowers because we 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 uh <laughs> we butt heads all the time. Being on the opposite side of the ball, even in the Pro Bowl, he still asks me to this day, man, why why did you hit me like that in the Pro Bowl? And I think it was maybe 2015, one one of those Pro Bowls. But I hit him really hard. I'm like, Jamal, you're you're like. I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna let you make me look bad, dude. I'm I'm gonna come at you because I know what you can do. I know what you can do. But uh, uh, we we live in the same neighborhood too. So me, uh, um, Jamal, and uh, uh, Brian and Rackpo, uh, Kenny Bacaro, we all we're all in the same area. So it's pretty cool. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, um, before we get to the Longhorns and your take on what you've seen, um, you know, last year under Steve Sarkeesian and and the linebacker position. Tell us a little bit about the the Derek Johnson Defend the Dream Foundation because you started this in Kansas City in 2012, and now you're branching out to Austin. Yeah, and and tell us about what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very passionate about my foundation, Defend the Dream Foundation, uh, which caters to inner city kids through education. Uh, we're talking childhood literacy. Uh, it's something that uh, uh, inner city kids need uh and and the uh the outreach program or the uh, what we do is actually we go inside uh, uh, title one schools in the inner city elementary schools and we do a makeover of their library now you you'll be surprised at some of the inner city schools because the library is a is the heart of the school usually and um when you go in there you say man it's it's very dull or, or you know there's not enough books or water damage on the books. I mean, he was talking 20, 30 year old books. And, and my, my theory, and, 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 you know, I've done a lot of research for kids to be successful, especially in the inner city, education has to be the top priority. It has to be, that's the way out. That's the way out. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of that. And, but I'm putting emphasis and trying to make an impact in uh, childhood literacy so uh, just just making sure that the kids know how important reading is and being on being on that grade level on reading, because that, that's the deal. If you're on grade level on your reading, you have a better chance of finishing high school in an inner city kid. The inner city kids that that don't that are not on grade level reading before they leave after they leave elementary. It's a 50, 50 percent, 40, 50 percent chance that they won't finish high school. That's that that's that's way too big. And uh, um, I just want to give them the proper resources 
um, they need uh, to reach their full potential at the end of the day. Now, I know your mom was an educator. I, I still tell that story about how the first time she took you to football and you didn't want to get out of the car. But your mom was an educator. Is that where this comes from, DJ? Absolutely. The, the, my, my foundation is an extension of me being a kid that's in the inner city. Didn't have much growing up. Uh, but my mom, single parent home, uh, was a school teacher. So if you if you can if you imagine uh, living with a school teacher, <laughs> and she she didn't only uh, um, um, be disciplined uh, at school or be that teacher mode. She kept that on throughout the whole our whole life. So I got all that, and I I appreciate it now. At the time, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> she's you know it's it's because she, she was on me so hard at times, um, but. It all paid off because uh, uh, instilling that, you know, you got to stay humble throughout everything that you do, the highs and lows. Uh, make sure that uh, you, you have a spiritual base, uh, being uh, make sure we go to church all the time throughout my years. And education was big on that list because she knew that if I'm going to do anything great, regardless of if I was a good football player or not, um, uh, education had to be a big part of that. That's awesome. And people can get more information at derekjohnsonfoundation.org yes uh, that's where you can go to help help derek and help these kids um make sure that their their library comes to life and yeah and by and by the way um kansas city i started in in 2012 we have now these are these are fifty thousand dollar projects you know forty fifty thousand dollar project that we go into these inner city schools and um do a makeover of their library i got 16 i've done 16 wow. one in waco uh, 15 in in Kansas City and now I retired for the last couple of years I'm just now launching it and bringing it to to Austin so it'll be based here in Austin for years to come and man I would love uh, especially if you, you got a passion for helping uh, inner city kids um, I need I need a, I need a bunch of help so it takes a village for sure yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome DJ and I know uh, you've got a, a project already on the books for us yes mid 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 may uh we're going to uh before school uh, gets gets out we're going to oak springs elementary school and that's on the east side of austin that'd be our first project so very very um excited about that and they need it and uh, uh they're going to benefit from it big time yeah get to uh derek johnson foundation.org and uh throw them a couple bucks if you can help uh get Please. this initiative going and you know, speaking of a couple bucks, you mentioned NIL. NIL now in this world, I mean, can you believe this? Like, what kind of NIL would Derek Johnson have commanded <laughs> in that Man. 2004 season, knocking all those fumbles loose? Super Man. DJ. Oh, man. I, I you know, uh, it's one of those things where – you say, wow, you know, I wish I had that opportunity. Here's my question, DJ, about the NIL money. Mm -hmm. Can it be too much too soon? Like, can it, like you talked about how you had to, you know, find that extra gear in the NFL and you're already making good money. Can it be too much too soon at the college level? I mean, how do you, how do you look at it? I mean, it's, you know what, it's, this is new, right? This is new. So you never want to uh, be uh, too uh, pessimistic or, yeah. or even overly optimistic, you know, because there's pros and cons to everything. But uh, the guys that can handle it, 
the, 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 the men and women that can handle the young adults that can handle it will benefit from the NIL deals for sure. Big time. Now it's going to test your character. It's going to test, you know, are you in it for the right reasons? Uh, which, which, which that's the, um, um, that's the advantage we had coming up. It was all about winning. It was all about football and we didn't, we didn't get any money. It's like, Hey, that was the motivation. When I leave here, I'll, I'll get a lot, but, um, um, you know, um, but the good thing about it, everybody was, everybody's broke. We was all in it together. You know, <laughs> yeah. everybody used to eat jumbo, uh, jumbo jacks at, uh, at Jack in the box, you know, that we fed off of that throughout the years. But, um, but I'll tell you what, um, um, the, the, it's, this is a great, great opportunity for kids, uh, to make some money, um, uh, and invest and, and do, do some, do some great things with that money and, and be smart with it. Uh, I'm sure that it's it's not going to help everybody. You know, it's going to be some some cases where you say, "Man, this this money was very distracting to 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 this kid," which which sucks, right? Which which is not which it's not there. It's not that's not what we have the NIL deals for. We have the NIL deals to help um, um, give the athlete money because the school makes a lot of money, and at the same time, you can build your brand and and and, and into what you want. For, for for your future success so um i'm i'm, I'm praying and hoping that uh that this nil deal doesn't get too crazy when you talk about money you know it's it's, it's hard to i just hope so so i don't know i really don't know it's up in the air yeah well let's talk about the current longhorns i mean you now as a as a linebacker dj do you watch games do you watch the linebackers do you find yourself or can Absolutely. you just watch the whole thing no, absolutely. You got you got got to watch the linebackers definitely. It's it's uh, or I, I watch the defense. In, I actually watch the offense. You know, this is how my mind works when I, I go to a lot of the games. And when I'm sitting up there, um, I, I kind of like watching it at home because sometimes it's not a lot of, you know, it's not not a lot of partying and and, and back and forth and people talking. So I kind of like to square in because I'm a football head. I, I'm I'm all into football, but. When I see a, um, a offense come out, I'm not looking at my at our defense. I'm looking at the offense now. I'm like, okay, this is this is first and ten. This is what I think they're gonna run. This is formation. You see the lineman leaning, or if they backed up, if the running back is in front of the quarterback or behind the quarterback. You know, if this cut splits from the uh, receivers. I mean, all this is boom, boom, boom. It's going through my head, and then I, I look at the the linebackers for sure uh, to see how they respond and. And how um, um, can they impact that play, or if they uh, the pros and cons of what they can do better? So that 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 I can't. I want to watch it regular, just general, but I can't. It's got to be like oh, because I'm because this is what I did. That's all, that's what I do. So yeah, I mean, I think Dan Neal always tells me I watch the linemen. I don't even know what else is going on <laughs> in the play. But so okay, so you you know you got some linebackers back from last year, DeMarvin Overshawn, Jalen mm -hmm. Ford, David Benda. Um, you know, what do you see when you, when you look at the linebacker position? Well, I, I, I see, I see an eager bunch. Uh, 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 they're, I guess um, I would say they're, uh, they, they, they're, the sense of urgency is there right now because I, I just, um, went to a practice it was yesterday actually um and i i saw them running around saw ford running around 
which is um, 41, correct? Yep. Um, yes. So uh, I, got, I got to know him a little bit. And uh, Overshawn, I've been seeing for the last couple of years, you talk about a, a guy that can run sideline to sideline. Reminds me of myself, honestly. And uh, he just hadn't played that position as long as me. But uh, that there's a place for, for athletic linebackers now, you know, with all this – because all that stuff leaked into the NFL, that spread offense and all that, you know, the, the RPOs and all that stuff. So that college atmosphere is in the NFL. So these safety-type linebackers, hybrid-type linebackers, you, you got to be athletic to, to, to play a long time in the league now. And uh, Overshine, for sure, uh, has that ability. And it, it's, it was cool to, to watch them watch them uh, coach choking all of them just watch them do drills and just get behind them doing doing the inside drill and i'm just i'm kind of it, it was weird i got goosebumps coming up on me because i'm like behind them i'm like oh oh gotta do this gotta do this you know i had to catch myself because it's you know uh because um, naturally i am a coach I'm, I'm a student of the game naturally i want to coach uh but not right now i can't <laughs> i have six kiddos and i just you know i, I gotta pour into my fam uh but um, later on, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I, I, I were coaching later on. But um, I will be staying around the guys and staying around coaching because uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a football guy through and through. I love it. I love it. Okay, so when you watch the defense last year, because they played great at times and then they were inconsistent. Mm -hmm. What you know? What were your takeaways? Like, yeah, well. It, Honestly, uh, sometimes I don't look at the the um, the just how many yards because I gave up a lot of yards at times, and sometimes that can be skewed uh, depending on the yards. It's all about scoring defense. Yeah, you know how do you stop it when it get closer, when the field starts shrinking, when it get closer to 30, 20, 20, you know, 20, 15 yard line. You, it should be better for the defense because they can't run past you. Now you get everybody up, and now you gotta you gotta play the run good. You gotta every now. There's one thing about on defense through being in the red zone, you can't mess up. You can't get out of your gap. You can't have a mishap because it'll be a touchdown just like that. We gave up too many touchdowns. I think we need to we need to make sure that we make them kick field goals. I mean, if you can make them kick kick field goals, and what we have on the other side of the ball with our offense. I mean, we'll win a lot more games. Uh, but I tell you what, man, I, I I was proud of the guys for just just keep fighting. You know, last year was, you know, historically not a good year, you know, for us. And we we, we got to do better. We know that. Um, the good thing about being a Longhorn, that expectation is up here. And it's going to stay up here. It's not – we're not going to give it a, you know, get all oh, as a break. You know, we, you know it's, we have young guys. Nope. We got to get it up here because we can get the best players in Texas. And if you if you're a Longhorn, these fans will I mean, they will get right behind you. You just got to you just got to go all in. You got to jump all in. All right. I know you got to go play some golf. You playing with a Rackpo today? Who are you playing with? You know what? Yeah. Uh, Rackpo and uh, Michael Griffin and those guys. And they, they, they're not very good right now. They're trying to catch me right now. So I'm, I'm just now breaking 90. So I got to. I got to keep swinging it. Keep swinging it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, man, go enjoy uh, some golf with your with your buddies. And listen, we appreciate it so much. You taking some time for us here on the flagship. I hey, appreciate it, Chip. All right. For Derek Johnson, um, top three tackler. But don't ever forget the all-time leading tackler 
in tackles for loss at Texas. Uh, the one and only Super DJ. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I am Chip Brown. We'll see you over at horns247.com. Until next time, stay safe and keep the faith. CBS Tonight, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in Orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, tonight, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.